My name is Keith Beavers, and previously thought to be inappropriate, the first toilet flushing on film was in Psycho. I mean, then Goonies is like, hold my burr. What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pair Podcasting Studios? This is the Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers, and I am the tastings director of Vine Pair. Hello. Last week, we went down to the soil. Now we're going to rise up into the vine and talk about what it's like to train a vine. What does that even mean, training vine? What's a cordon? What's a head? What's a goyo? What's a tendone? The history of wine in the United States is inextricably tied to Cabernet Sauvignon. And Louis M. Martini is an essential part of that history lesson. For 90 years, yeah, nine zero, 90 years, their wines have defined our Cabernet Sauvignon expression that continues to this day. And cheers to that. Thanks, guys. Vine training has always been something that I saw as an afterthought. And I don't know why. Probably because I have never made wine. Probably because I have only been in vineyards as a uh, tourist, (laughs) journalist, whatever I am. Um, And it's always kind of been like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. I don't even, guys don't even know. But because of my obsession with soil, God, I love soil. Maybe I should have been a geologist. Anyway, I, I realized that if, the, if you're going to be obsessed with soil, I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with the vine morphology, wine lovers. Like, I love the, like, what's like the anatomy of the vine and how it works and how it feeds itself and how it produces sugar and stores compounds over winter and stuff. I think that stuff is absolutely out of this world. So I realized that if, I, if, I, if I'm obsessed with those things, I should probably know a little bit about the vine training idea. I mean... You, as a wine lover, have probably looked at this like, oh my gosh, what, so what's a Goyo? What's, what are these training, vine training terms that are being bandied about like people know about them and I don't? That's been me for a long time. I mean, just out of ignorance. Like I, I was like, I don't, I don't need it. My ADD kicked in. I was like, I don't even know, guys. But when you start looking into this stuff, it confirms that insanity. Like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely crazy. There are so many different vine training systems in the world. It's just, it's a lot. Because humans for a millennia or more have been dealing with the grapevine and trying to position it in its best way to get the sun and the photosynthesis and the sugars and all this stuff. And depending on where the vine is being grown, the soil, the climate, and a lot of other factors we'll talk about, will inform which trellising or vine training system they use. I mean, it's a vibe, am I right? And speaking of vine training and trellising systems, you notice I said those two terms, but those are very confusing for people. So we have to talk about what a trellis is, what a vine training system is, and then how the vine gets to be trellised and trained. This entire subject matter, by the way, is so deep and intense. Like you could study for, you know, years, obviously, 
obviously. And as a wine lover myself, and not a wine grower or winemaker, I'm only going to scratch the surface here in the short amount of time we have together. So vines, as we know, have no supporting structure like a tree. It's a vine. And unless you train it on something, it'll grow along the ground and be happy and find eventually find something to glom on to grow and move up on. Tomatoes, same thing. You know, we all see the tomato vines and they're with their trellises. Same thing with grapes. So normally, and it's not always the case, I mean, it's pretty much often the case these days, but normally vines are trained on some sort of supporting structure. It could be a wooden stake. It could be a tree. It could be a concrete post. But often it's a wooden stake and that stake has wires attached to it so that the vine could be trained onto those wires to grow a certain way. Those wires are called a trellising system. So the difference is a trellising system is the structure that's used to train the vine and vine training is training the vine on these specific systems so that the vine and the grapes and the stems actually grow the way the vine, the wine grower intends them to. And right there is where it gets very complicated because of the different ways different humans want to grow their vines and depending on where they are and all that stuff and the vines that they're growing. And these decisions are often made or are made between two and three years before the vine ever produces any fruit because young vines are very pliable and they need something to, they need a structure to support them. And in doing so, what you're doing is you're beginning to form something the vine doesn't usually have, really, which is a trunk. But, you know, not like in the traditional sense, like a tree. This trunk will be the main stem of the vine. And this is the transfer system of nutrients in the form of sap and sugars throughout the morphology of the vine. And in the trunk, you have something called cambrium. Cambrium is this... It's the cell division zones. Like when you actually want to graft vines onto rootstock, this is where you graft the vines. Why you see the grafting on the on the trunks, and this cambium will eventually develop into xylem and phloem. And these are the two. This is bark and wood. And these are the two things that help transfer nutrients through the morphology. The trunk, as it rises up, will end at the head, and the head is referred to the spot the top of the trunk where the cordons start to branch out. And the cordons are the branches that branch out from the head of the vine that kind of create that woody framework that you see when you look at vines. And it's from the cordons that shoots begin to arise. And then shoots will eventually become canes. And this is the structure of the vine. So as this thing continues to grow, this is what the vine grower has to kind of take control of and guide in a certain way based on the trellis system that they decided upon. The most ancient of vine training system is called the gobelet or the goblet training system. It's been going on since the Romans. And in this way, the vine is trained in such a way that it has short cordons or short arms and spurs are arranged on the spurs are what will eventually become canes. 
are arranged in such a way that when you look at the vine, it looks like a goblet. It's basically a freestanding vine and produces what we call, or what they call, low vigor. You see them all over France. But for trellising systems that you will eventually train your vine to, these all these names that you hear with trellising systems, they're named after usually the person that invented them. For example, Guyot, developed in the, I think, the late 19th century by a dude named Jules Guyot. Scott Henry, Smart-Dyson. Then there are trellising or vine training systems that are named after the shape in which they're trained. For example, Lear. There's actually, it's hard to explain, but there is a vine training system that is shaped like the an aslant, like a Lear. Then there's Tendone, which is most, of course, in Italian, which means big tent. It's a way of, well, we'll get to that in a second. Then there's the bush vine, which is how they train. They look almost like they don't have really have a trellising system so much as they look that they train it on the ground. And they have other crazy things like the double curtain, which is just a way of multiple canes. It's hard to explain because this is an audio realm and not a visual realm. It's hard to really get you to there, but you can look these up and see what they look like online. But besides bush vines, which is like they're literally on the ground, a trellising system, what it what it does besides guiding these vines is it helps carry the weight of what the vines produce, and it helps to give a structure for the canopy, very important, to rest on, and also protects it from wind because the vine's going to fly, it's going to going to topple over it. It needs to be supported, you know, unless it's a very old gobelet, which is just like stoic and not going anywhere. It's going to need a little bit of help. But also because we're in modern times, some of these trellising systems and vine training systems are designed to facilitate mechanization. But what it really comes down to, and there are so many different vine training systems out there. It's because there's a really big world out there <laughs> and there's a lot of different climates and a lot of different macro, micro, meso climates. There's a lot of different soil compositions. There's a lot of different weight, a lot of different gravity defying places. There's, there's terraced vineyards, there's slope vineyards, there's valley vineyards, there's island vineyards, there's windy vineyards, there's snowy vineyards. There's so much. And what these vine training systems do is they allow the person growing these vines to position the canes, the buds, the, the, the grapes, but most importantly, the canopy in such a way that it helps to facilitate the maintenance of the vine while also positioning it in a place that it can take the most of what that climate has to offer, whether it's sun hours, whether it's elevation, whatever have you, that is one of the main reasons why these things happen. There's plenty of reasons, and I could go into this for a long time, and there's a lot of stuff I don't really know. I actually, you know what you should do? If you're ever on a vineyard tour, or you're at a winery or a tasting room, and everybody's like, hey, does anybody have any questions? One cool thing to do is ask them what their vine training and trellising system is. And it might sound pretentious, but what's cool about that is you get a sense of 
what they decided on, and then you ask them why. Like, is it because of your warm climate? Is it because of the cool climate? Is it because of this? Because that? I'm just curious about you know what why you decided on what training system you have, and then what you when you get that answer, let's say you get who uses something called an FAK or forearm Niffin, K-N-I-F-F-I-N. You'll be like, okay. And they say it's a training system because that we use because we have a very small vineyard and the arms are spaced pretty equally on the wire and the fruiting canes are trained to grow between the arms. And what this trellising helps them do, let's say, is that as they grow, this trellising system will adapt to the growth of their vineyard. Also, the, vi- the grapes that are popular with this kind of trellising system are Chardonnay, Riesling, Pinot Grigio, and Pinot Noir. So with that, you can kind of go, okay, so that's a cool climate idea. It's a system that helps canopy management so that these grapes need a- can get the sun they need while being in that climate. So now you know about that training system. And everywhere you go, if you see it again, you'll know exactly what's going on. And you can either ask more questions or you can throw down and say, like, I know what's going on. (laughs) But everywhere you go, you can ask these questions and really get a sense of the vine training systems. Now, you as a wine lover, it's not required of you. I mean, nothing's required of you. You just drink wine and enjoy yourself. But, like, you don't really need to know. The the training systems, this is just a fun thing to know. But in, in... Knowing this is not knowing whether a grape or a wine is going to be good or not. It's the grape growers, the the vine growers, the the wine growers, the viniculturists, the enologists, the vineyard managers who are supposed to know this. Because as they manage this perennial product, this perennial crop, they're going to have to make decisions every year as to how to make these vines produce the best of the best. And those training systems will help them decide that. And even what I'm saying is every year that training system will inform them about what happened last year and what they need to do to make it happen this year. This is a living thing and it's growing. And in the summer they're tying down and they're trimming these growing shoots. And in the following winter, they're pruning as well. So these training these vine training systems will inform them as to where to cut, how to cut, why to cut, and how to attend to their vines. Okay, so that's a little, that's a general overview about vine training systems. Why they're there, what they do, and how mind-boggling it is that there's so many of them. So when you're looking out there at vineyards, you may not know what trellis system they're using, you can ask, but you know what you're looking at. All right. Next week, we're going to go to the modern world and talk about what exactly is an AVA. Hmm. Let's talk next week. Vine Pair Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. 
E&J Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pairs Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide spectrum of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but this is a wine podcast. Whether you are new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. Visit thebarrelroom.com today to find your next favorite, where shipping is available.